1: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We have two guests in the house today. Our first is Ryan Bennett. He's the founding team member of a company you're going to be hearing a lot more about, I think. It's called Idle Smart. And previously, Ryan was the founder of a consumer Internet startup in Silicon Valley. And on the phone with us is Jeff Lynch, who is also a founder of Idle Smart. Jeff has more than 25 years of leadership, selling, and marketing. High technology products and services. And before joining Idle Smart in 2011, Jeff held several senior management positions at Sprint and Embark. Welcome to the show today.
0: Thanks very much. Thanks for having us.
1: Yes, I'm very eager to learn more about Idle Smart. I didn't want to give it away because I wanted everybody to hear it straight from the founders. What What is Idle Smart? Uh, you, you can you can give it to us in a nutshell, and then we'll start you know really digging down into what it is and what it solves. Um,
0: sure. So uh, in its simplest form, idle Smart is an idle reduction solution for over-the-road trucks. And so when I say over-the-road trucks, think about the sleeper cabs that you see uh, on the side of the road or at rest stops. Um, what idle Smart does is um, monitor and maintain the inside cabin temperature for those trucks amongst other things and so why that's important is um, truck drivers are allowed by law to drive 11 hours a day and Mm -hmm. have to rest 10 hours a day and so when they're resting obviously they want to be comfortable and so in the summer they'll run their truck to be cool in the winter they'll run their truck continuously to be warm and so rather than doing that um, idle smart will automatically start and stop the truck to maintain a preset cabin temperature much like a thermostat Mm -hmm. in your home and in doing so will reduce that idle time 50, 60, 70% in a given year. Sure. And so it's helping reduce what's probably the single largest fuel expense.
1: Well, it, it reduces that expense. It makes the uh, experience more comfortable, too, because I would assume that since it stops, you're not, a, a trucker isn't waking up feeling like he has sweats because, you know, it got so hot in the cab, so it's it's better uninterrupted sleep. And same way, on the other side, he's not freezing to death in the summertime after a certain point, too.
2: Yeah, and, and Kelly, sometimes when I talk about it to people who don't know trucking, a lot of people don't even know that drivers sleep in their truck.
1: Really? They've never gone down the highway and seen all the truck <laughs> they, Yeah, they just
2: never really paid attention to it. So I like to say like, when you go to bed at night, your heater kicks on and off and you don't right. really think about it, mm-hmm. but semi truck drivers actually have to think about how they're going to keep cool or warm. Right. And that's the problem that we help solve.
1: Okay. Well, then, uh, like you said, fuel consumption and probably a number of other things as well. How did you come up with this idea? In, in, in some ways, it seems so, um, it's like somebody hasn't done this before, you know? It just seems so obvious because, like you say, we have furnaces in our homes and in our offices. But um, so, how did you come up with this idea?
0: You know, um, so uh, a partner and I were out looking uh, probably four or five years ago for businesses to buy or invest in or ideas to buy or invest in. And, you know, to your point, you know, the simplest ideas are always the best ideas. Um, you know, we're always big believers in let's, you know, solve an existing problem better rather than try to create a new problem and then solve it. And mm-hmm. so we were sort of canvassing the landscape, looking for different ideas. And this, this idle smart opportunity, which actually had been developed and patented by a gentleman uh, in sort of the central part of Kansas, and something he had marketed for a little bit, but was looking to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And as we looked at it, you know, again, um, it first and foremost has to be easy to understand, easy to describe, and it has to solve a real problem. And in this case, the real problem is again, you know, fuel usage is the single biggest expense for fleets. And so we felt like just given the size of the market um, and what was out there to date, it made complete sense to look at this as a, a, a viable opportunity that we think we thought we could take to another level.
1: So this was in 2011 that you came across this concept and uh, approached the gentleman who had developed it and patented it and bought it from him then. It's been four years since you've owned it? Correct. Okay, and what what are you doing differently than than he did? The original um, idea behind it, because you know you said he wanted to take it to the next level and thought you guys were the key to that. So, what are you doing differently?
0: I'm um, sure, and and I'll make sure you know Ryan can jump in and make sure I fill in the gaps that I missed. But you know, the first thing we did was we actually took the product off the market, and what we wanted to do was to sort of digitize it a bit and leverage some of the technology that's already in the truck, and so. Um, It was important for us to have a solution that fit every make and model, every engine type, uh, every transmission type in the industry so we didn't have to sort of swim around in inventory with specific products for specific trucks. And so we spent the better part of 18 months, you know, almost two years making sure what we did was um, simple, straightforward. Leverage the technology in trucks, but was also a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's probably one aspect that it was different than what was in place. It just was a simpler, easier um, product to, to manage and to install and to use. And then the second, over time, you know, we've added uh, a series of features that have really come from the marketplace and our customers. The first two were um, monitoring battery voltage in trucks, and why that's important is. Again, if you go back to individuals spending 10 hours a night or 2,000 hours a year in the back of their truck, most of those trucks have TVs, they have refrigerators, they have microwaves, and so it creates a lot of drain on the truck. Our solution will monitor the battery voltage, and when it falls below a safe level, we'll actually start the truck automatically Hmm. and recharge the battery. So the truck is always able to run. Great. Um, We also added um, what we call cold start guard. So in the winter months, diesel fuel freezes. When diesel fuel freezes, it takes the truck offline, and so we at certain temperatures will uh, start the truck, run it, warm the fluids, and make sure that, again, the truck is always in operating condition
1: you know you're doing something very similar to what southwest airlines does with the first point that you made when you said you wanted to develop it so that you didn't have to have a lot of inventory around You know, they they fly one plane that way they can keep you know the, the same parts for every plane all their mechanics are trained on one plane so they don't have to bring in specialty mechanics and so forth for different planes and uh you, you're doing the same thing it sounds like you know one one uh thing that works for all of them one size fits all
2: yeah and we We make it a point to make things easy for everybody, including ourselves and our customers. But um, to do that, to create one skew Mm -hmm. for every single truck is really, really hard. And so we spent a lot of time doing that um, in the early days when we bought the patent from the the inventor. And um, at that time, he was working maybe for a few different types of trucks on the really older models. And... Um, Selling to small guys out of his little shop, and that's what he knew, and that was a successful business for him. But for us, our goal wasn't to do that. We wanted to create a really successful uh, business, and we knew that to do that we had to go after the large guys. Mm -hmm. And so we had to rethink how we take our product to market. Um, how we create our market. And my background and Jeff's background both is a little bit of technology. So we were able to really leap hurdle the industry and throw a lot of technology at this thing and a lot of software at this to become really smart and intelligent with it. So it looks really simple and really basic. And it sounds really basic when you hear it, but there's so much algorithms and so much software in the background that we hide from everybody. And that's what makes it one skew, makes it easy to understand, easy to install for our customers.
1: Exactly. P- people who buy this or want to utilize this, it's like your television. You want to turn it on, and it's supposed to work. You don't care what's working in the background. Exactly. I want the picture on there. You want the cab controlled truck. Yeah, and Sorry, as temperature Je- controlled as truck.
2: Jeff always says it's like a faucet. You turn your faucet, yeah. the water comes out, Right. it works. Like you don't care. That's how our system works. Like just set it and forget it. We it, work.
1: Exactly. Now, is there any opportunity for remote monitoring of this? I mean, do the companies that own the trucks have uh, the ability to tap into and, and see what's going on?
0: You know, it's a great question, and it's actually something we've we've also added recently. It is again, sort of trying to sense market feedback and trying to sense customer feedback is. What is it that makes us, uh, uh, you know, improve what we do? And we've recently added or will recently uh, add um, both remote management and what we call performance reporting. And, again, we're trying to keep it simple. Uh, What our customers ask for us is, A, how am I doing, and, B, how much money am I saving? So that's sort of the performance reporting piece of the equation. And then the second is sort of the most powerful piece of it is allowing fleets to manage their devices um, from their desktop and so if you can imagine if you have three four five six hundred trucks all of which Need to be changed from settings that are you know conducive to summer driving to you know settings mm-hmm. that are conducive to winter driving The thought of taking those trucks off the road bringing them into a terminal making those changes and then getting it back out of the road Is you know pretty daunting and so we've created the ability to remotely manage and program uh, every device from a desktop and so you need to turn on your cold start protection because it's, you know, the winter is here. It's really four, five, six clicks of the mouse and then you're off and running. And so you never have to take a truck offline at least for what we're offering, it's something that can be done remotely at any time.
1: Uh, it's fascinating what technology allows you to do. And when you're talking about that cold start, I imagine that there are at certain times of the year scenarios in which maybe a truck starts over on the West Coast, and it you know it's fairly moderate temperatures. And by the time they hit uh, Pennsylvania or someplace you know getting further east, even Chicago, you know <laughs> it, it could be in the middle of a blizzard. Who knows? That's exact. Yeah.
0: And, and, and and you know I see this um you know, trucks running from New Brunswick way, way up in the north of Canada down to Miami. Mm-hmm.
1: You're
0: talking about a hundred degree temperature swing in the course of three or four
2: days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing.
2: And um a piece of that too is that when we started selling to the larger fleets, um, we made the assumption that they know how to measure the results of our system. Ah. And we're like, Okay, they know how to measure this mm-hmm. and you know, we—it was kind of an eye-opening experience. One time, we talked to a Fleet, and we said, "Hey, you know, we followed up after they put some test units on. Hey, how are we doing?" Well, we think you're doing good because I haven't heard any complaints from my drivers. And it's like, oh, "Are you kidding me? You're a—we give you
1: all these tools, yeah, yeah you don't know and, how to use them, <laughs> yeah—and you're a
2: million-dollar company, and you don't know. You're waiting for feedback, and so that was kind of the the catalyst to help us." Um, leap hurdle this and and do the remote management piece. Mm -hmm. Because not only does it help our fleets manage manage everything that they do better, but it helps us helps us know what's working what's right. not helps us go back and resell more units to these guys because we have exact data
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: not phantom data but it's real data on how well we did
1: exactly and, it, and i'm sure that it also from your perspective uh helps you know where your next advancement is going to be you know what, what technology next technology you're going to introduce and so forth we're going to take a quick break when we get back we're going to be talking some more about the um primary targets we've talked a little bit about that but drill down a little bit more on the primary target uh how much the company's grown and where it's going to go in the future you're Listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. As I went
0: through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? First, I had to decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more, so I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I'm a teacher. I make more.
1: Find out how you can make more at Teach dot org. Make more teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. We all want to run a smarter business, but how? The answer is ShopKeep, the iPad-based point of sale system that makes it easy to run a smarter business. From accepting payments, tracking inventory, running marketing campaigns, and managing employees, ShopKeep does it all, taking the guesswork out of running your business. Shopkeep is just $49 per month with no long-term commitment. That includes Shopkeep Pocket, the app that lets you see your business's key performance data in real time, wherever you may be. Visit shopkeep.com forward slash smart today to begin your free trial. That's shopkeep.com forward slash smart. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Jeff Lynch and Ryan Bennett, who are the co founders of a company called Idle Smart, and they are using a technology that allows the Trucks, the over-the-road trucks, to have the temperature inside regulated, especially when they're sleeping or you know watching TV uh, during their breaks and so forth at night or whenever it might be, and they they help companies save a lot of money. What I'd like to talk about now is. How the the okay? I, let me uh, re summarize here too. They bought a patent from somebody who was using this technology to sell to smaller companies. A guy that was in central Kansas and people selling to you know people that he knew in the area around him. And they've ratcheted it up quite a bit and are working with some of the largest trucking companies in the country. That's not an easy feat. So you you buy this, you develop the technology, you make several. Um, additional tweaks to it so that it is uh, an even better product than it was when you bought it but then to just say hey i'm going to go and approach uh, this this large trucking firm when this has maybe only been in in the central part of the united states how do you do that it's not as easy as it sounds yeah (laughs) and i know i know there's a lot of small businesses that you know sell locally and wish they could ratchet up nationally and they just they just don't know how to do it, so this is really good instruction for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and um, you know, I think there's there's sort of two sides of the equation. There are things you can control, and there are things that you can't control, and so the things you can't control are the fact that, you know, when we started, we had no brand, we had no customers, right. we had no revenue, um, we thought we had a great idea, um, but, you know, you're, we're selling into a really mature industry that's sort of been around for 100 years and has seen everything, and so the things you can't control is a lot of what you do and a lot of your success i think is a function of time you you simply need to be in the right place at the right time but you need to be there over and over again and so when mm-hmm. we started you know we thought we would go through some some distribution channels and the reality was the salespeople on those channels said, this is great. Tell me who your customers are. And our response was, <laughs> well, we need you to get the customers for us so then we can tell you who our customers are. And it was sort of this dog chasing the tail kind of um, scenario. And so we ended up selling direct and still sell direct today. And my guess is, well, but certainly half to two-thirds of our business this year next year will be direct. We would love to have channels you know, come and step in and sell our product for us, but it's been hard. We're now reaching the point where these channels are coming back to us and saying, "Hey, our customers are asking us about you. Mm-hmm. Can we sell your product? Can we, you know, represent you in the marketplace?" And so that's just a function of time. But the piece you can control, and then I'll, I'll let Ryan add, add on to this. But the piece you can control is the persistence. There's right. no substitute for picking up the phone, calling. And literally calling back every six weeks, every four weeks, every 12 weeks, whatever that right interval is, because ultimately, I think most salespeople will tell you it takes six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 contacts before you actually get a sale. Um, and so it's actually having the persistence. So that's what you can control in terms of driving your sales is just making sure you track what you do, you put good notes in a system, mm-hmm. and you follow
1: up with people. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing worse than uh, having a lead that you just let die on the vine because you, you know after a couple of tries you just assume that there's no interest. But you never know how. Uh, first of all, you, like you say, it takes several times for your message to get through. And second of all, you just never know when the need is going to really be there, and you have to be there when the need is, or when they finally. Let me put it this way: when they finally recognize that they have the need, and you need, you have to be there. So.
2: And, We have a great director of sales, Logan Freeman, who always says, no doesn't mean no, it means not right now.
1: Exactly. So you
2: just keep on on it. I think the average, I think there's some stats that the average sale across all industry takes about nine contacts Mm -hmm. to get Mm -hmm. one sale out of it. And so we just
1: persistence. Exactly. Yeah. And
2: I could talk a little bit about going from nothing to the biggest guys. And it wasn't just like we had distribution channels in place or persistence. Mm -hmm. We actually had to redevelop our product from the ground up twice.
1: Really yeah, Twice. so we okay. took it
2: took it off we took it off the market the first time because it was all mechanical and we made it electronic mm-hmm. and what we do and, and similar to what we do today, and then as we went up to uh, larger fleets, they needed more um, features and they also needed a remote management piece. Well, that took us to redesign our whole entire product and we we ended up putting on an android os based tablet in the mm-hmm. truck and so um to go from the smallest guys to the largest guys, not only took a whole different sales strategy uh sales cycle, it took a whole different product, it took all our inventory differently, it took our suppliers, different suppliers, it took, we red- redesigned our whole entire business because it's just a whole different business.
1: Sure, so in addition to the persistence, you had to change the product to make it so- uh, be something that people valued, your customers were going to value, see value from.
2: Yeah, we had to change it in the way where it made it easier, it made it easier mm-hmm. for them to manage their fleet, it took right. stuff off their plate, Yeah, didn't cause more headaches. Well,
1: you know, again, you, st- you still make it sound fairly uh, simple, okay, so- so we were persistent. We recognized that we needed to make some adjustments in the product to come out with a new product or a new version of it. Uh, surely there were some mistakes along the way. <laughs> what What were some of the mistakes that you made that that our listeners can learn from today?
0: Uh, you know, it's um, this is probably not a, a week long series, so we don't have enough time <laughs> to uh, cover all of them. But you know, I think one was that I mentioned before, just our channel strategy initially mm-hmm. just was completely. It was just wrong. It just didn't make sense. As we look back on it, it's obvious to us now. Um, I think also um, probably not appreciating things like the buying cycles of our customers. You know, are they buying trucks twice a year? Are they buying trucks every month? You know, really understanding that. that We just probably weren't as, as skilled and as knowledgeable on that front. So a lot of it kind of fits in the naivete category, just understanding the purchase patterns. And then maybe the last is, I think, to Ryan's point is, you know, we started off with something we thought was really compelling just in terms of producing idle time and had a great payback. But there's that sort of balance of you have to listen to the market when they're telling you things. I'd love your product if it did that and this. And you have to sort of listen to them. And to Ryan's point, you know, we had to do a fair amount of work to redesign it in a way that, made sense to a broader appeal or have a broader appeal in a broader market mm-hmm. um, but you also have to balance that with if you do everything every person ever asks you yes. you all of a sudden become unwieldy and it's almost impossible to do anything right and so I think a lot of it is just listening but also understanding that maybe you have something that's incomplete and then adding to it, that makes
1: sense. And so how do you determine that? Is it a matter of if you keep hearing the same thing over and over and over again, you think, okay, this is a legitimate uh, thing that we should address, or is it because you're studying the technology so much that you recognize, oh, my gosh, if we don't adopt this, we're going to be so far behind? What well, helps you determine it, when to act and when not to?
2: It's... It's actually having a conversation and having a good relationship with your customers. Mm-hmm. What are the problems you're having? Or they'll tell you. Um, and also, it's a factor of what to build, depends on what they want to pre buy.
1: That's yeah, true, too. So, we <laughs> help, will pre- fund, help fund it. Yeah, yeah and
2: so we've had a lot of ideas they've thrown out to us, but the ones that we built are the ones that they're willing to actually put money down.
1: Because yeah, that's, a good could, point.
2: that's mm-hmm. actually, that weeds out the nice-to-have things versus right. things that, okay, I really have to have this, yeah. and I'm willing to put money down to do that.
1: Invest in it, absolutely. Yeah. and so
2: they pre-buy units, and we promise a delivery date, and we hit those delivery dates. And so it's really easy for us, because if they're willing to pay for it, and it makes sense, mm-hmm. we'll do it.
1: How has being able to uh, land some of these very large customers impacted the growth of your business? You know, in terms of, I mean, you can talk about revenues if you want, you can talk about employee growth if you want, but how, how has that impacted the growth of your business?
0: You know, it, it's um, it, it's definitely brought us to another level from a standpoint of, again, starting from zero and getting to where we are today. We're, we're pretty cautious about sort of what we lay out for people, but we feel good about our growth rates. We feel great about our prospects. Um, I think the best part about it for, I think, from my standpoint and, and Ryan's standpoint from a product is when we look at the, the growth we have in front of us, there's not a lot we need to do operationally different, mm-hmm. sort of getting back to that simplicity in that Southwest model. We don't have to overhaul the entire operation to service some of the customers that we're, we're starting to bring in. Um, you know, again, it's a simple product. It has straightforward operational components to it. So we don't have to overhaul the business, which is great mm-hmm. because that's I think a lot of times where people fall down is oh my goodness you know sort of the dog caught the car now what do I do <laughs> right and,
1: you know, That's in a this picture case, yeah. we don't no so you have built a product and a process that's going to allow you to scale uh, affordably as you you grow then that's great uh, if there's something that you could pass along to our listeners today one takeaway each of you uh, one takeaway what would it be.
0: I'll I'll let
1: Ryan start, and then I'll I'll try to compete with
0: it,
2: because... Um, I think it's uh, definitely persistence. Um, I think it's very underrated uh, in just life in general. So uh, one good story is basically how we got one of our first uh, big accounts, one of the largest leads in the nation. We were at a trade show, and um, our director of sales, Logan Freeman, huge guy, used to play football, and he... We were at a booth and no one was coming to our booth because no one knew who we were. So right. and that's okay. And so he literally stood in the walkway. And every person that came by, we made a game that who can say hi to him the most. Uh-huh. And he would shake his hand and say, Hey, have you heard of Idle Smart? And it brings them right over to the booth. And one of the guys that did this ended up being one of the largest fleets in the nation. And we talked to him, talked to him. And eventually they said, Oh, you know what? We like this cold weather protection for one of our um, areas in the southwest United States. Uh, let's have a conversation. We shared cards. Well, Logan follows up as a good salesperson does, but these guys didn't answer their phone for nine straight weeks. And Logan <laughs> called them, I think, twice or three times a week for like nine straight weeks until uh-huh. he got them on the phone. And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't get around to it. But, yeah, we want to go and try some test units and, and go on. And it was just um, persistence. Like, right. You could have gave up and said, these guys aren't interested. Oh, it would have been
1: easy to give up. Oh, they were at a trade show. They were just listening to us. Yep, you know, they were being That happens nice. all the time. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. and
2: it turns out that after we install some test units, They looked at our Android platform, and the guy goes, hey, you know what, we have this bigger issue uh, that needs to be solved, and they told me about it, and said, can we do it? And we said, yeah, we can absolutely do that. Um, because it's simply just another application on our Android OS. So now we're we're building a special app for them that mm-hmm. they then now are talking about rolling this out nationwide. Wow! And so for us, the persistence of standing in the walkway at a trade show uh-huh. led to us maybe going nationwide with one of the largest fleets in the in the nation.
1: Yeah, like Crazy. you say, persistence. Absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this to you now, Jeff. What's your advice?
0: You know, I, I would say um, I build off Orion's of point. The foundation for all of it is great people people who have the motivation, have the persistence mm-hmm. um, having people who think sort of longer term. But I think you know, there's a great book by Ben Horowitz. One of the things he talks about is Uh, One is persistence, and two is, you know, you really have to be able to understand that in a small company, there's only two emotions. There's euphoria and there's despair, (laughs) and, like, the intervals between those two emotions is sometimes measured in seconds and sometimes (laughs) measured in weeks.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's where the persistence comes in. You (laughs) just have to understand that there are days you say, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? And other days you say... This is the greatest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. And you just have to understand that's part of the emotion and part of the having a small company starting from nothing and going to where you want to go is you just have to be wired the way to understand that you'll get through it. The emotion will change. And a lot of it's driven by just the persistence and the personality to say, kind of, we can do this. We, we got it. Right. We have no idea how we're going to do it, but we're going to
2: figure yeah. it
1: out. Uh, yes. And just hanging in there. Uh, don't let the highs get too high, the lows too low, and 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 just just hanging in there. If somebody wanted to find out more about Idle Smart, what's the best way to do that?
0: I think really two ways. One, we obviously dot uh, Idlesmart. Com, um, or simply pick up the phone and call us. Well, we're in the Kansas City area, 913-744-4353. Call us. We'd love to talk to you about what we do, what we've learned. They have a whole book on what not to do. Have to share those as
1: well. <laughs> well. but it sounds like you've done the most important thing, and that is learn from some of the mistakes that you made. sounds like you've got a bright future in front of you, and we really appreciate you sharing with us today.
0: Great. Thanks so much for your time. And Thanks for having enjoyed us. enjoyed
1: it. You bet. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, and and on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.
0: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.